What's up, everybody? This is Rick from the Los Chingones Baseball Club podcast presented by MLB Trash Talkers and Stadium Beer Bros. What you guys are about to hear is a uh, a full sit-down with uh, 2021 World Series champion from the Atlanta Braves, Jesse Chavez. Uh, we didn't do uh, any type of starting lineup tonight, uh, but there was uh, Andrew, Ralphie, and Nate that sat down, and uh, we all had the privilege and the opportunity to interview our special guest, so once again, Jesse, thank you for coming on. And uh, again, this is a very, uh, there was no fancy editing done for this one. We just jumped right into it. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Once again, this is a 2021 World Series champion from the Atlanta Braves, Jesse Chavez. Uh, there's a little bit of a hiccup coming up in a second, maybe a 10 second delay, but we hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much. We just lost. We lost Ralphie and. Uh... That's all right. We needed the record anyway. Oh, sorry. I think I think we lost you there for okay. a second, Jesse. Sorry about that. And Ralphie. Yeah, I went to I went to like go to the grid and uh, like my finger hit the button. Oh, you're you're good. Yeah, oh, it's all good. Hey, Jesse. Just kind of the backpack off that, um, or piggyback, or everyone call it. You saying that um, you guys didn't even know, like, if you were just gonna go back to the deliver pizzas and stuff. Like, totally understand. Because I mean, I grew up in the IE too, so um, baseball players in the IE don't seem to get a whole lot of exposure. So it didn't seem like there seemed like a lot of wasted talent and a lot of just no looks coming our way. Um, I happen to, to, to see those three years in a row, RCC dominating. I mean, if you've seen those dudes, man, it's, it felt like if you were coming out of high school, it felt like you were playing against a major league team up and down the line. Like you said, every pitcher was throwing complete games. Um, so even for a team like that, winning the state championship three times in a row, and for you guys not to feel like, oh, I don't know if I'm even going to go past this, it's, it's nuts to me, but it's not surprising. I don't know if things have changed. Over the time for Lone Empire, I, I, I mean, but how, what kind of advice do you have for families? And obviously there's kids now look up to you because you're from the same same area. What kind of advice do you have for them to get those looks? Play whenever you can. Play any, any inning you can. Um, obviously be smart about it if you're a pitcher. But to get to, like, to go back before I get to where I'm going to go is I went backwards in the draft. I was a 39th rounder out of high school and all because I was 125 pounds. I was 6'1", 125 and I was touching 92. It just sucked that that was the way it was. Cause if you were a starter, you were a pitcher, you had to be 6'2", 240, 220 at least, you know, and that, that was, a, that was a shitty thing. It did, it didn't do any, didn't do any justice. Whatever I did on the mound didn't do anything. No matter how, how much heart I pitched with, no matter how much I didn't give in, and still won, it didn't matter. So I think that's where that, that thought crept into my head when I went backwards in the draft after my freshman year of college, when I thought I did better for the caliber of players I was going up against. And like you said it, you know, if you've been to RCC, you know that church in center field, we had guys easily touching touching up top on that parking lot. I remember. <laughs> that, was, that was like clockwork. Like that was nothing. So, 
you know, now I'm seeing guys, I go back and I see guys barely touching the wall on a one hopper. And it stinks because like you just said, we all got overlooked. A lot of guys did. Um, but I think it was the fact that it was four years or nothing over in where we're from. You either went to Fullerton or you went to Long Beach State. Exactly. And if you were if you were good, you got into a university. Right. Before, you know. Um, so I think no matter what, you still had a place to go. That was the best part about it. Yeah. If you wanted to sign, you went JUCO route. Yeah, you might not have gotten looked and you might not have gotten high picked, but <clears throat> you got to do what you wanted to do, which was sign, which is what I wanted to do. I hate school. Hated school. You know, it was terrible. That's why we go the JUCO route, right? <laughs> JUCO route. Um, so it was one of those things, but I always took the inning I could pitch with if I had a chance to pitch. Now, my dad would get on me if I, if I said I was okay to pitch more than I said I was. Uh, it wasn't a fun conversation with him. But <laughs> then again, I really didn't throw breaking balls. Breaking balls was one thing that I was like, oh, this, I knew I could do it. It was just fun when I, I was like, no, this is fun. Let's just end it right here. Make it look stupid by throwing a curveball or, you know, throwing a slider. But growing up, I had that pitching coach that helped me throw the right way. But my dad had that first four steps. Now, with getting to the kids nowadays, you got to know what you want to do before you even think about what you want to do. You got all these all these kind of weighted ball stuff and this and that. You don't even know how to throw a baseball, first of all. So why are you going to try and perfect a weighted ball program where now kids are going to want to go to the best throwing program schools instead of the best developmental schools, which I don't get. I've never seen a guy get drafted out of driveline. Right. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Nobody on their resume, on the back of their card when they've been drafted, says I've been drafted from driveline. It doesn't make sense. So what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How do you want to get seen? And the only way to get seen is by playing, but playing the right way um, and playing the game the right way because it's the only way you're going to get more reps. If you don't do it the right way, you're not going to get out there. Hustle, hard 90s, throw the ball with conviction every single time and make, you know, make every route you can the best you can and every at-bat you can the best you can. It's hard. It's hard to get a hit. It's hard to get an out. You know, it's easy to throw a ball. Um, you know, it's easy to strike out because you just get up there and swing with no plan. I, might, I mean, my biggest advice is any, any, any for these younger kids coming up, especially where we're from, it don't matter. All you got to do is take those innings. Whether, whether it's you got a gap in with what's going on with the, you know, different mandates and different stuff like that with this COVID stuff, how do you want to get your innings? Well, some might have to get a, a Sunday ball game in. I yeah. mean, I do it during the off seasons because my body was locking up. I just had to go move around. I didn't pitch. So I'd go play center field just so I could run, you know, things like that. Like you got to find a way to stay in the state, keep your body moving until you're done playing this game. So play the game, no matter what, no matter what inning you get, take it. Because I was playing in Sunday ball since I was in high school. I get an inning or, or three or four here and then. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's really cool how you said all that because, like, you know, me and myself, uh, Jesse, like, uh, this year I started watching uh, minor league baseball. I started going uh, out to see the Quakes, you know, the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. 
And just like you said, man, they, they, they gave it everything, you know, and it got to the point where like, I, now I love going to watch them compete, you know, because like they're all out there grinding. And, you know, you think about the guys you see on TV, that are making a, a lot of money. And then you come to the ballpark and you see these dudes and dude, they're giving it like just as much as those guys. Right. Like, and, and just like how you said, like, it's a mindset, it's a mentality, you know, like as long as you can apply that to, to the game and, you know, and if you love it, most likely you'll succeed. But I think that's really interesting. Like, now just hearing somebody say it, you know, because when I see these guys, I just see a bunch of dudes out there giving it their all. And, and now you kind of put it in the words, like, you know, kind of what's going through their heads every time they go out there on the diamond. So that's dope. Yeah. Like those guys, they, this year's different because they didn't have baseball last year. Right. What they right. signed up to do was taken away from them without any consent that they gave. It was just boom, wiped out. Nothing. Couldn't do nothing. I hope, I really hope it put a, little, a lot into perspective for them how cherishable this game really is. Because if this is all you know, and it was taken away from you, you show up this year with more admiration for this game than you ever have. You know, and it takes, as an older guy, for the phone to stop ringing. Then you're like, what do I got to do? But when you're, it's taken away from that aspect of it, from a pandemic standpoint, there's nothing you can do about it other than keep your, your body and yourself in the mind, right mental state to show up and, and do you the next year to get a chance to move forward because a lot of levels are getting taken away now. And that's what sucks for these younger kids. And that's what we talk about. I've talked about a lot is those short seasons that, you know, cities in small towns were used to having. That's what they looked forward to in those summers. Not it, no more. Not gonna baseball won't ever be the same from that aspect for younger kids coming up, and that's what sucks. And you know we're fortunate enough to experience that, and probably you know just keep the word going. That's all we can do with those games is just keep it move, keep it going. Jesse, one thing that really, one thing that really like fascinates all of us as you know baseball fans, regardless of you know we're all we're all Padres fans, we're all Dodgers fans, we all you know are. Our fan bases, they differ, right? Mm. But but one thing that truly fascinates us more than anything is, is you know you were you you were mentioning it earlier about you know how much adversity you overcame, you know, coming up through as, as a youth, right? Mm. You know, and I'm sure there's gonna be that you know in your professional career, you know, you had been with um, you know m- multiple teams, you know, how do you overcome? How did you overcome that as a professional? before you finally got the big one. And that's, and again, that's something that fascinated us the most is you've come a long way. You know, you, uh, you grew up as a kid from LA and now you're a world series champion. It took a lot of, a lot of, a lot of failure. You know, numbers on the back of the car aren't pretty, but the success I had in between those failures, I think stood out the most to where I was able to get another chance. Um, and you just, trust me, I, 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 the best assessor of myself is anybody. And yes, was like any year, was it successful? Yeah, because you get through it healthy. That's how I look at it. If I get through it healthy, it's successful. Then you just move on from there. But it was one that, was like, all right, when are you going to start pitching for what you want to do? 
what do you want to pitch like? How do you want to pitch? What are you going to, what, what, what are you going to be the best version of you out there? Because we're out there running island by ourselves. Nobody's coming to get us, especially with these mountain visits. Can't talk to anybody. As soon as I turn around, because I see the shortstop coming to get the rosin bag, I hear the umpire whistling at me. Like, turn, <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, well, like, this sucks. So, like, what do I do here? So I started looking at it from that perspective, you know, and then I had my ribs broken in September of uh, 15. And then that helped me learn how to breathe when I was coming back, rehabbing it. So then I just started putting those two together. All right. Made every situation out there easier. Breathe. What do you want to get accomplished per at bat? And then do what you do best, which is you read the swings, you read their hands and you read the feet, you read where they're at in the box. You, you know, you just pick out all kinds of things, but that's easy to pick out in a split second when he's putting those numbers down and you're processing all that stuff. It's easy to do when A, you're healthy and you're doing it for what you want to do, which is not embarrass yourself, A, and give your team the best chance by not embarrassing yourself. So I, I, that's, what I'm, that's my thought process when I go out there. All right, how am I going to do this? What are we going to do? Because if you don't do you, you're not going to be able to help them. So I'm, I want to ask this question on, on behalf of uh, my fiance. Again, she's a huge Ranger fan, uh, but um, overall a baseball fan, a Jesse Chavez fan, right? Uh, because you're, you were greatly appreciated even after you left Texas. And the question is, you know, you know, what was so different about the Braves organization that, you know, when, when you got there, like, you were Mr. Automatic. Like, we watched you pitch in the NLCS. We watched you pitch in the World Series. Like, like you were lights out. Like you guys went in as heavy underdogs against the Dodgers in the NLCS. Like what was your mindset when you were on, when you're on the mountain? You know, actually, if I could add to that, Jesse, and I don't mean to cut Ricky off. He was absolutely right. When he said that, Doug. like we were all so proud, like seeing you up there. And, and this is what I kind of wanted to mention. That's why I wanted to sneak this in. Look, man, the vibe over here, was like nobody was mad at the Braves when the when the Braves beat the Dodgers, everyone was cool with it because like we don't mind. I don't think any any sports teams mind uh, any fan. Uh, they don't care about losing to the better team, and that's what happened. You know, the, the, the you guys were just better. You know, so mm. it wasn't like any bad feelings. And then when you guys went up against the Astros, look, man, <laughs> everybody was on your side over here, homie. And you know, like the one thing I can say about that is like after you guys won the world series and even during the world series, obviously like everybody that I follow is like a Dodger fan. Right. So every single day, man, it was like, you know, the, the, the axes and the LA logo, uh, the Braves, uh, the LA hat with the Braves color, like, cause the whole city was rooting for you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you guys finally won, I, I was, dude, I was watching it. I was so happy. I don't think I'd ever been so happy to watch a team that beat my team win a world series. You know what I mean? And, and I just wanted to say that to you and, you know, yeah. Like how Ricky said, like, you know, what was the vibe? Like I, I, you started with the Braves this year, correct? Yeah. I was with the angels in spring training. Right. And then but I ended, up, I ended right. up taking my getting released. Yeah. Took my and, and then uh, came home. Cause I, I tweaked my ankle in my last outing, stepping on first base. So I woke up and then I had something in my armpit right here in the subscap area. So I wasn't healthy, so I don't blame them for not even considering taking me. 
or even giving me an extra extra week to see what happened if it healed up. But it took me about two and a half weeks to come home, three weeks maybe. And I just walked up here on the basketball court and I was like, you know what, let me see what this ball has to do about seven days later, six days later. Wow. Ball picked it up and I threw it and I didn't feel anything in my arm anymore. I was like, all right, you're normal again. And then I just wrapped, I ramped it up for about two weeks, got some numbers, shipped it off to some teams. Alex, Alex gave me the offer. My wife was tired of me yelling at the TV because of all these stupid mistakes these guys were doing. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, go make your own mistakes. I was like, all right, I'm out. That's awesome. So um, the Braves are on line one. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, you don't know what this game will bring you. A, I was in Anaheim watching uh, Lance Lynn pitch. Had to go pick up my box from spring training. So I was like, hey, Lance, I'm going to go watch you pitch. Like, all right, cool. He left me a couple tickets, went in there and enjoyed a game as a fan with my, my daughters. And then it hit me. It wasn't, wasn't ready to go home. wasn't ready to stay home yet, but I wasn't going to let anybody know that. Oh. Especially mom, I'm making the right decision. <laughs> kicking yeah, me out. That's dope. That's so, dope. Um, I get, get to Gwinnett and I wasn't ready. You know, I had to fill my arm slot again, had to get ready, you know, cause I found it. That's what, that's what tweaked my arm armpit during my last week of with the angels, I found my arm slot. So I was throwing the wrong way the entire off season. So that sucked. So I ended up figuring that out in Gwinnett for, you know, better parts of two, two and a half months. But there were times where I could have went up, but I wasn't ready. I knew what I needed to be in order to go up there and contribute. But I finally got back to not the velo wise, but where I was in 18 when I was with Texas and the Cubs where everything was just falling into place. My location, the movement, um, me being able to read the feet, the hands, the swings. Like I said, if you're not healthy, all that stuff is the last thing you want. You just don't want the ultimate thing, which is the big blowout. And that's what I was worried about when I took the mound every day from 19 to 20 or 19. And then 20, I was shut down in spring and then everybody got shut down. So that sucks. So I was rehabbing in the big leagues last year and trying to figure that out. And that wasn't it. So that was very mentally discouraging to me, but being able to go down to AAA this year and see the guys that were there. And if you look at the Braves roster in, in Gwinnett this year, you'll be like, Oh my God. You're like, no way that that group showed up every single day with a smile on their face and not one person bitched about anything. Cause we were all in the same boat together and we weren't going to let that happen. Whether you were a young prospect or you were an older guy, we weren't going to let that happen. So it, I think it started there with me as far as my mentality goes. Word trickled up to the top of how I was going about the business down there. Um, one, not being an officer by any means or saying I am, but just the fact that I just want you to show up every day and be prepared. Once the ball leaves our hand, it's out of our business. You know, obviously we just got to be prepared and be competitive and that's it. So that was our only emphasis down there. And that helped out a lot trickled up to the top and then you know I got up there and it was a smooth transition for me to to fit in with the guys and then playing with a few of them before and triple a that you know got called up and stayed up there and stuff you know being in Atlanta before in 2010 kind of made it a little bit more a little bit easier for me to be familiar and get my feet you know on the ground and, and keep that that momentum that I had in Gwinnett going and I but it, if it wasn't for that group down there a, that's why I took the took the deal because of the group that was down there. 
to help me keep my sanity. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've been in AAA. Um, but I wanted to go with good, good spirits and good graces for the younger kids. Cause I know I'm going to be coaching pretty soon. So I, I, if I go down there with like an asshole, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get a job anytime soon as a coach, you know? Man, so this I, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. God, no, I was going to say, uh, man, this was a Braves team that at the, at the all-star break looked dead in the water. You know, there was uh, you know, they had lost guys like Acuna. Yeah. Soroka. Yeah. If I, I mean, want to jump in on that just a little bit, obviously we all know everyone was crushed for Acuna, but what was the locker room really like in a moment like that, where it could so easily just be the tipping point one way or another, obviously we've seen how it ended with the highest of highs, but you know, was that just a moment that everyone collectively rallies around each other and they're like, all right, we just got to get it done now. Yeah. You know, we all dwelled on it one night that night. Cause that's how the group was. It sucked. It was terrible. You know, it happened right in front of our bullpen. It was, you never want to see one, you know, your best player go down. But the fact that, that the Braves organization is built off of winning each series, not each game, 10, 12 in a row. We got to go on a run for nine out of nine out of 10, nine out of, no, we, we don't got to do that. We just got to win each series. So when that happened with Ronnie, that really made that emphasis a little bit more. Knowing that New York has some banged up guys up there with the Mets. And then, you know, Washington, they were falling out of it. Not much. They were, you know, I think eight, nine games out. You know, Miami was still holding tough at the moment. You know, Philly was obviously there as well. So we just knew we had to keep our head afloat by winning each series. And all you got to do is get in. So for that group, as young as they are, I mean, they're seasoned. You know, me as a Dodger fan, I, I just have to ask this question. I have to. You know, when Jock Peterson got there, did, did like, is, like, is he that, like, not, how can I put it, like, electric? Like, because he seems like just like a big personality. He seems like such a, like, you know, a guy who can just kind of get you going. You know what I mean? So I'm, mm. I'm curious, like, okay, and, and I mean, he seemed to fit like a glove, right? Like, he showed yeah. up and he hit a home run, like, I think his first game. So that, so that was, all right, perfect, you know? So I know that always helps out as far as, like, chemistry goes, but, um, and maybe uh, I was wondering if you're going to kind of maybe touch on maybe like a cool something like when Jock got there, like, was he that like impactful as far as just like his personality goes? Yeah, it was a different personality that that the clubhouse needed more outgoing. Um, the best. The best. And it's not in the bad terms at all, the best arrogance way we can have somebody in a clubhouse you can ever have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he's, you want to go, let's go guys. Like, come on, like, let's go. I'm, I'm going to, I'll go one day. You guys got to go the other day, like type of deal. But it was just, it was the most fruitful thing that happened for us this season that, especially after what we just endured with uh, Acuna going down. Um, I'd say that was the biggest smile we needed at the time uh, that, changed our season for the most part other than the other other three guys that we got in the outfield with Doobie, Rosie, and Solaire. You know, 
Um, and then you add boat, boat into that, solidifying the behind the dish for a few months. I, but with Jock, that helped out a lot from the personality standpoint that not saying we were reserved by any means, but we were, we were a cocky reserved from an Atlanta standpoint. We didn't need to go out there and do anything differently. We just need to know that, all right, we, we're here. They'll know, they'll understand at the end of the day, we're here to play, even though we do have 88 wins or we are under 500. And, oh, these other guys got four starters or they got Bryce or they got Javi Baez now because of the trade. We get it because they weren't, we didn't get the big name that you thought we, we were supposed to go out and get because we lost the biggest name in baseball. So why look at us differently? Just because we went and it's chess, not checkers. We weren't looking for the biggest, biggest 10, 10 jump move. No, we just had to make the pawn look, look cool and look baitable. That's right. That's right. Hell yeah. So, and yeah, man, like, like, like you said, like, and, and we all kind of knew it. Like, like I said, dude, like we, like I said, prior, prior like we were all rooting for you guys man you know and adding jock to that mix you know every dodger fan was behind uh, it was 100 on board jesse you know and like once again we were just so happy you guys won and you guys beat the astros i'm not gonna go into all that you know what i mean but <laughs> but, but you know that's kind of my point right like when i said you know i don't i've never been so happy that the other team won right especially yeah. you know, knock you out but I've always said this to the guys and the guys have heard me say this and, and I kind of want to say this to you. You know, I've always kind of said baseball's perfect. You know, I, I, it's just kind of, I can go, I can tell a couple of stories. If you listen to the prior podcast, I promise I've said this before and I've kind of said stories about it, but yeah, man, I, I've all, the right team won and everybody who loves baseball that watches this game, that loves this game. I'll never forget when you guys got there against those dudes, I was like, in my heart, I was like, you know what? The Braves are going to win, dude. And when I say that, I'm kind of talking like when I talk to my brother, because we're always watching baseball together. But we said to each other, dude, like, I hope we, we hope the Braves win. And and we kind of felt like you guys were going to win. And I'm just so glad, like, you guys were able to just come together and just shock the world. Because that's what you did, Jesse. You you, you yeah. shocked the baseball world, you know? Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it, it's great. Everybody wants to see the 100-plus team win. But you still got to win 11 after that. Well, we won 88. We won 99 at the end of the day. What's it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. <laughs> exactly. Right, That's right, baby. Hell yeah. I, I just, it, it didn't make, I mean, we were just, we laughed a lot. It was funny. We just laughed. And that's who we were. We were just a bunch of misfits that just laughed at it. That just, <laughs> all right, whatever. It's, all right, let's go get out, punch tickets, and drink some beer. That was Did it. you guys? Did you, guys do, did you guys do a lot of scoreboard watching or not? Or you guys just kind of know, right? Yeah, that's the no. vibe I was getting. That's why I wanted to ask that question. Yeah. No. Um, no, we just literally just talk shit to each other. Um, to where, I mean, you're just like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what you we're guys, doing. Oh. You guys are friends, right? Yeah. Like from the time <laughs> we the walked in, we were, we were on each other. You know, but that was our motto, you know. You heard Guillermo stay Guillermo Heredia say he said, stay humble, you know, be cocky, you know, but that was it. Like that was our mentality. You know, we stay humble. We'd walk by somebody, if somebody hit a homer, stay humble, punch out the side, stay humble. Right. Just one of those things we kept. And then, you know, like Jock said at the end, we had the shirts made, you know, just a little bit of love. That's all. 
It's all it was taken. Not from, not from anybody on the outside, just from, just from each other. And that means each one picking each other up on a daily basis. That's it. Just a little bit of love, whether it's sack slide, get the guy over to third or even get him over to second, you know, shit like that, like that picking up the pitcher that, that been cruising all year. And then all of a sudden, boom, the game changer with Matzik. A little bit of love. That's all it was. It's all it boiled down to. And Jock, Jock nailed it. And that's what he brings to the table. Like, you know, you asked about it. That's so cool, Jesse. Like, yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to, you know, get you, get your thoughts and your, and then thank you. I mean, that, that, that was so, that's kind of exactly kind of what I wanted you to. So great. That's what I saw. I mean, that's what yeah. I saw. And, and I'm glad everything you said, like what I thought was right, man. So once again, congratulations to you. And, you know, uh, just kind of real quick. Go ahead. Can I get some tequila? One second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, I had to have a beer, too. I, I had to loosen the fuck up. <laughs> Look at you. What the hell, yeah. I wasn't going to drink Jesse Vetter. Like, I was telling these was like, hey, I had to loosen the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, baby. Hell, yeah. Beautiful. Hello, homeboy. Jesse, I know you said when you come to Vegas, I was going to buy you a beer. But if you want tequila, you know. My pleasure. <laughs> and and by the way, Jesse, I'm still in the I, I like East, sipping so. on it. I don't like shooting it. If you ever come <laughs> there back, you go. if you're ever back in IE, I'm down the street from RCC. I got a bar called Beer Farm. Come in, chug a beer with me in the cooler. I'm right off of I'm off Arlington and Alessandro. Oh shit, okay. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is uh, Nate's Nate's bar is awesome, Jesse. You gotta check it out. Yeah, like you said, it's called Beer okay. Farm. Beer, beer farm. It's in the uh, Riverside Food Lab over there, down down with all those. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the craft beer bar in there, that's my spot. Or me and my buddies, and uh, okay. we've been doing it for a few years. So we watch the playoffs. We we watch you beat the Dodgers there. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's go. Better, yeah. I had a good attitude about it because you know it, we won last year. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. It doesn't hurt us bad this year. And yeah. and and Braves fucking dealed it. So. Yeah, and, and like, like I said, I can only speak for myself, but like, you know, me and my brother, we would watch you, Jesse, we'd be like, hey, and the homeboys pitching too, dog, so this, you know, like, this is a win-win right here, you know, so yeah. yeah. So I, I do got to ask this, Jesse, on World Series night, how fucking lit did the locker room get? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was, yeah. it was, and like, who was the MVP like, of the celebrations? We, we had to like, oh, the MVP of the celebration? Probably Jock. Oh! <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. We had like, practice. Yeah. He don't, like, he doesn't drink though. It, so he's like drinking, what? but like it's coming right out. What? So it's like spitting right what? out. So it's like just falling and he's just. Dude, the, the guy looks like he can crush like. Oh, you want a beer shower? What? That guy's the one to give you a beer shower. Wow. Cool. No That's dope. way. That's dope. Yeah, <laughs> my boy Jock. The wine drinker. He's a wine guy. He doesn't drink ah, beer. Okay. That's the yeah. difference between right. ball players in the IE and other ball players. We've been drinking since <laughs> we were junior college and shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. What about Snicker? How how did he get? Oh, Snit. He was so he was he was pretty pretty tipsy. We were all I mean <laughs> we, all, we were all banged up, but we, <laughs> we all got on the bus though because we had to get on the bus back to the hotel, and that's where we had the the after party. Mm. It was pretty fun. I, I gotta, now, now I gotta ask, like, porque, like, what you just said, like, Jack don't drink; he drinks wine. So you you drink what they give you, or like, do you guys got no. a list? You got a list, or like, how how's that work? I don't drink unless it's a Corona. 
There we go. And right. uh, tequila, like good tequila. Right. Okay. I'm going to grab some Coronas just for you. The bar. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's dope. All right. No, I, was, I was curious. Like, yeah, like the fools bring their own. Like, you know, like. Oh, if you know like, during the celebration, everybody had Budweiser and I was the only one with a Corona bottle. <laughs> All right. There we go. <laughs> hell yeah. The guys, the guys in Houston, I mean, been going there since 08. So they, they took care. They always take care of me. So he's like, hey, I got your Coronas. As soon as I walk in, he goes, hey, you know where it's at. I'm like, oh, my man. All right. <laughs> so, Jesse, I, I got to ask, man, like, you know, uh, clearly just because you're wearing, like, because obviously nobody that's hearing us can see us, but we're all wearing, like, baseballism stuff and hats. So we're all really big fans of the game. And clearly you are, too, and you're, you're in it. You know what I mean? So that's really cool. Um, you know, when, when did you kind of fall in love with baseball? You know, like, for me, obviously you're a player, but, like, me just speaking for myself, because I'm a Dodger fan. Uh, I tell people, like, for me, I was a little kid and I was walking up the, the steps in left field pavilion and Daryl Strawberry hit a home run and that the ball landed right in front of me, right? <laughs> and, like, that's when I was sold, you know, because everybody was, like, all excited. And basically, I think it was, like, one of my first memories uh, of Dodger Stadium was just Daryl Strawberry knocking one, like, right in front of me, which was really cool. And that's kind of when I fell in love with the game and I fell in love with my team. Well, when do you think, like, for you, when did you fall in love with the sport? When I was two. There you go. <laughs> uh, my first word was ball. Uh, from what my parents say, I don't, I still can't believe it because I look at a house and I look at a roof and I'm like, there's no chance that happened. So they said when I was two, I was able to throw a tennis ball over the house. Two. Wow. Damn. There's wow. No, there's no wow. chance. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm, all I get on my knee, I'm like, there's no chance <laughs> to throw it over. Like, there's no way. But they said it was. Um, you got to believe it. You've been throwing the ball Megan. this yeah. long and sticking around in the majors for this long. I mean, I got to believe you're just your arms unstoppable almost at this point. So, shoot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's try to break it, go for it. I got yeah. surgery just I had to get it. I just <laughs> wanted to get it for golf reasons. Right. <laughs> there you go. It, yeah. it it just it hurt on the on the finish. Like like getting when I would chunk it. That was the only time I'd feel the spurs. But now that's gone. It's Whatever. I could have pitched through it, but we weren't in the playoff run and I wasn't going to pitch through a, a deal that I signed hurt I had just, or, you know, that just ain't me. I wanted to finish it healthy, but it just sucked. We had a pandemic. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Jesse, I know that was last year. So, I mean, how, you know, how, how shitty was that? I mean, for, for you or for, you know, your, your team or whatever that you were like, how shitty was that year for everybody? Oh, terrible for everybody. Yeah. Um, except the teams that won. I mean, they're going right. to be all right with it. But, <laughs> Hell yeah. you know, it was just – it was a bad sprint for, you know, a lot of teams, whether you were ready for it or not. Um, I just think a lot of the teams that were built for that sprint right out the gates had the, had the best. The right. The that – weren't built for it that we're going to try and fill it out. It was too, it was too late or too late already. Um, not saying that, I mean, we had, we had the lineup, we had the rotation. Right. The, just didn't work out. Um, I just think for the fact that we had that new stadium, we had went in expecting fans, not fans. And then, you know, things behind the scenes that that weren't right so that kind of stunk 
Um, you know, Truist Park, it was one of the first uh, it was one of the first ballparks to open besides Texas back to full capacity. What was that like? Oh, it's awesome. I was like, man, what is this like? Ears popped. Ears having popped. Yeah. Um, especially there being third elevation. So it's a little bit louder, you know, in, in Atlanta. That's the weird part. Like Atlanta's third highest elevation. Like, hmm, all right. Yeah. And also you, um, you had the chance to play at, at Turner field mm-hmm. you know, back in 2010. So, I mean, which, which one do you like more personally? They're both awesome. They're, they were both great just because they both have history. You know, that that's the, the best part about it. I could say throughout the career is being able to play in stadiums that aren't around anymore, but being able to play in that one, when we went, when we did the parade, that's kind of where it was like, you've been around a long time. Like it was kind of like, I did pat myself on the back on that one. I don't do it often. Trust me. If you know me, I don't do it at all. But that was one where I did. I was like, you know what? You saw another stadium. That's pretty cool. Let's, yeah, you're 38, but you don't feel it. If you ask anybody that's with me every day yeah. at the field, in the weight room, I don't, I don't look it. I love that. I love that you said love that. Love it. I, I've kind of said that to myself. I'm 36 and mm. I've kind of said that. I've said that to myself, Jesse, like, you know, I'm 36, but what does that mean? Right. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Like, it don't mean nothing because I don't feel 36 because I don't know what that's supposed to feel like. And yeah. I think that's how your mentality is that way. Like, I feel good. That's it. Not, not, nothing else. Everything else is irrelevant. If you can yeah. go out and do it, go do it. And just having that self-confidence, I think you, you, I love how you put that into words because I kind of said that to myself. I don't think I've ever said it out loud. <laughs> you know, I just kind of say it in my head. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's really cool how you said that. Like, I'm 38, but hey, you know, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> New elbow. So we're, we're, we're all stadium chasers. Um, we all took a trip out to, uh, to Texas to the new globe life. Uh-huh. I actually had a chance to go see the, uh, the old globe life uh-huh. uh, a couple of years ago. Beautiful, beautiful ballpark. Both of them are, honestly. I don't get uh, why they, the other one. Yeah, that's what exactly what I said. It. Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. Like, I, we, I, I think it's a weather not, thing. I get the dump. That, that was like my first time there, you know, and the, and the Uber like did the whole lap around that. And, and I was like, Hey man, why these fools build this, this one, this one looks perfectly fine to me, but like everything around it is dope. Like the, the Texas live and like everything that yeah. like, you know, we love con- Texas live. Oh yeah. Sh- it is, shout it is out cool. to Pierre, the DJ yeah. Texas live. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like how you said like, you know, you, you went to a game as a fan and you know, to anybody listening, yeah, man, that's a great ballpark to catch a game straight up, you know? But you yeah. had the opportunity to pitch at the Oakland Coliseum. Like all of us here, we all have our divided opinions about it. I love it. What right. is your what is your what is your opinion on that? Pitching at the Coliseum? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ca- it's a cavern. <laughs> I loved it. It was all right, when in doubt, throw a fastball to the top of the catcher's mask and hit it to center field. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Coco yeah. those two guys so it was like one of those by the way it's the loudest stadium i've ever been in you i've been in like you, you got toronto's loud you got milwaukee this year for playoffs 
truest for playoffs. Truest was probably Minute Maid. It was, I've heard it loud. It didn't really, wasn't really as loud as I thought it was going to be. Hell yeah. Being, being there before, you know? Yeah. But it's that, that train I guess it's just you're up there, you're just like, ah, oh, whatever. But Truist and Oakland were probably neck and neck for the loudest stadiums I've ever been in. I just think it was Oakland because they were able to open up the up the top in 13, and that was the loudest. I, and and I gotta ask, like you know, in NFL it's bad because it, it you know messes with the players. So, but I gotta yeah. ask, that pump that pumps you up though. So if it's loud, right. that yeah. And the fact they played my walkout song for me as a visiting player when I took them out as a starter, so that was pretty cool. Big ups. <laughs> That's gangster. Which was which was? Oh, lean like a cholo. There you go. <laughs> Did you walk out like this? <laughs> no, I was. Uh, Sonny Gray and Kendall Graveman did it for me. They told me after they were like, "Hey, we we had him play your walkout song for you." you should have crashed my last. It was, it was the one I had there in fifteen. So they played it for me uh, in seventeen when I went back. That's dope. That's dope. It was Hell pretty yeah. cool. It was and pretty cool. They, they kept it real. That's dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. Jesse, I was wondering um, between. Like, oh, you can know, go ahead, Rossi. No, no. I was saying, like, I'm just glad that gets you going because, like I said, we're just awesome SoCal guys. So, I we get it, homie. Like, that's dope. Yeah. Hey, man, I was wondering, you know, you've been around the block. I think you're in double digits for jerseys that you put on, if I'm not mistaken. Um, out of all those cities, I was just wondering which one really surprised you, whether it be the fans, whether it be the city itself, what it had to offer, whether it be the facilities with the team, you know, all of them put together or if you have a different answer for each one um they were all they're all great you know each one had their own uniqueness to it from well, I'll start with Pittsburgh where I debut right obviously debut the history being over 120 years around the backdrop is one of the most beautiful backdrops you'll ever see in, from home plate looking out there when it's all lit up on a clear night. The clubhouse, the weight room, all that was great. Perfect size, perfect build. Everything was perfect. Shitty part was bullpen was way out there. And it took forever <laughs> to get there if you didn't go through the field. So, but no, that one was, it was great. Built perfect, built the right way. And you, if you're as a fan, like how could you not want to look out at a field and then you have that backdrop right behind you, you know? So, I mean, so then you go to Atlanta, obviously, you know, Turner field, the history there, that place gets loud. Um, because the, the loudest I ever I experienced it was opening day. And when Jason Hayward hit his, you know, first AB Homer, um, and it went right in the bullpen. I couldn't hear myself think, um, grand slam, right? I think it was a grand slam. I think it was a grand slam off Zambrano. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think I felt my hand high five <laughs> of clarity next to me. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> um, so that the uniqueness of that with the history, the mental pictures I have of Bobby Cox walking down the tunnel, the hallway, the back way, that all stand out to me just because of the people that were there. Um, they taught me a lot that I still use to this day. So that veteran group, along with the veteran pitchers that I had in Pittsburgh, I mean, they still, I still use those values to this day. Um, 
Because if you look at that 2010 roster, it was pretty good. The Braves, it just sucked. Injuries happened at the wrong time for us. Where we didn't, it was after the deadline and we didn't have any choice with Chipper's knee and Billy's hammy in the playoffs. And then Prado going down as well. So that kind of stung. But then I go fast forward, you know, Kansas City. You just, the next one, Toronto. Um, being in that city at the time, I was early in my career, didn't know what I was, didn't know what I was doing, but I was just basically becoming a, a starter again that year in 12. So that was kind of, all right, how do you figure yourself out a little bit? But I was up and down. I was a six starter, not the six starter, mixed emotions. Okay. Left a good, you know, you know, impression, I guess, to go back there in 16. But then I go to Oakland. Obviously, I just explained that, you know, the fans there, unbelievable. The bleacher bums are great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went there. I actually went there for the first time this year, Jesse. So uh, I, I absolutely loved it. You know what, dude? Look, I'm a Raider fan, so yeah. I, I never got a chance to check them out in Oakland. You know, so uh-huh. every time people would talk to me about it, even baseball fans, they'd be like, "Man, that place is a dump. It's not cool. It's outdated." So going into it, I had it's like, like Bruce Springsteen. It's a dump that just. You know, hold on. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting to. Like, you know, so I had like really low expectations. Then I got there and, you know, the parking lot was dope. Fools were tailgating, which we can't do at Dodger Stadium. You know, fools were parking and like taking their grill out, drinking beers. I'm like, hey, man, that's dope. You know, I didn't know you could even, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know? Anyway, jump in. The food was dope. The beer was dope. Like all the seats that I were like, because I like walking around. You know what I mean? So every section that I was in was freaking cool as hell they have a new bar section now too where you can like just chill out and just watch the game in like left left field like i guess yeah. like you have a left field pavilion for us but whatever so i just did not understand what people were talking about i was like nobody like like how do people not like this i thought it was yeah. freaking great yeah and, and you you make you create friends there yeah everybody that's, was cool yeah i like how you said that hell yeah there through my time and that was that's what made it awesome that everybody was easy to approach and if you just were approachable, they they'll remember that. They don't forget anything in Oakland. And that's the beauty of it. So it was that was one of the one of the coolest coolest journeys, coolest stops I've had along this journey. Um, I think a difference I, for some of those stadiums too that I you know that I've been to, some of those fans are there to watch the game. Other fans are there to to see what like cool stuff they got in the outfield while going Amen. on and all that yeah bullshit. those guys they're banging the drums and they're or, they're or shouting now, and they're yeah, now to be like on instagram you know they're they're just right there to like stunt right they're not even watching the game they're fucking taking selfies and like you know what i mean so so yeah to your point jesse like so jesse i gotta ask so oakland is just always gonna have a special place in your heart you know like even though you're you're from here from southern california it sounds to me like that spot is always just going to have, like, it's always, it's always going to be kind of like a, a home to you. Yeah. I reinvented myself there. It, oh. it, it helped me out a lot for the four years. I was first four years. I was there. Um, that, you know, just Oakland mentality, just go out there and do you do, do whatever you got to do to, you know, help us out. It doesn't matter. Just go do it. That was the best part about it. And then they helped me, they helped groom me. Bowmel helped, helped groom me into a long man into a starter you know that helped out a lot so you know that always have a special place when you go the next year you i mean get traded back to 
Toronto, that's where, you know, I had a little more fun, a little more experience, a little more seasoned a little bit. It was my last year of arbitration, so it was kind of cool going into free agency, being ready to go into free agency. Then you get traded, came over here to the Dodgers. Time wasn't – I had a blast with the guys. Oh, yeah. Um, in the clubhouse. Obviously, the results didn't fare too well on the field. Little thing – went pitching for me to help the team better. If I'm doing my thing, I'm able to pitch for the team. Not in a selfish way when I say I'm able to pitch for me because if I'm not doing what I do best, which is just spray the fastball around, I'm not helping anybody out when they're telling me what to do and to throw it. So I hate being categorized as a pitcher. You're a pitcher. Be able to use everything, all four quadrants and move the ball around. You know, it doesn't make sense to throw the fastball here and the breaking ball here. Somebody's going to spit on it. So – that's kind of where it was at there. It kind of stunk for a little for that that part because I'm back at home. You know, you want to enjoy it, you know. How about Especially. when you uh, you dealt you dealt against the Dodgers for like eight innings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about yeah. that? I'm sure you Just had family and friends in the in the stadium that day. And I I'm sure I know I know these guys were freaking out like ah fucking Dodgers but, or but fucking we were fucking A's. Yeah, I was like just, seeing I, I love like, watching the game and then seeing, like, you know, hometown dude, regardless if it's on what team. I, I, I love watching that. Me and my dad, my dad be like, oh, <laughs> we played, you know, in our area. A.B. Miller, I remember that. I mean, like, like yeah. I said. I, I, you know, I, I watched the games with my family, Jesse, you know, and my mom, homie, like, <laughs> she came out. And she was like, ese pinche Chavez está bueno, ¿verdad? And I'm like, yeah, mom. <laughs> and, you know, because everybody just appreciated it, dog. You know what I mean? And like I said, nobody was mad on me. Everybody was like, like, man, like, like, like I think the vibe for yeah, us. I was mad. I was like, fuck, fuck the Dodgers today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, and I got to ask, man, like, just because you're from SoCal, like, you you growing up, like, your family and friends, like, well, who did you guys all root for, like, over there? Uh, we're about night. The family's 98% Dodgers. Okay. Okay. Two percent is that's what he wants to hear. <laughs> my grand, my, I'm, not, I'm just kidding. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, the I wouldn't say they're the, the founders like of our family that this generation. My grandma and grandpa, my great grandma and grandpa. They were they were the only Angels fans. They, you know, my grandpa passed away when I was with Pittsburgh. And then my grandma passed away when I was with Oakland in 15, no 14. So they were the Angels fans, you know, so she was able to come watch me pitch, you know, at Angel Stadium, which was kind of cool. So it was kind of, um, you know, and then on her, her uh, day of her funeral, I, I was starting. I was like, she would have won. I was, I was with the Oakland at the time. There was, we had the reception at the house. I was like, there's no way she would want me here and not pitching against the Angels. Oh, gave, wow. Gave up one hit and lost. It sucked. So, oh. yeah. Everything she would have wanted. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> you're gonna do good, Mijo, but you're gonna lose. <laughs> no, but it was. Thank, thank you for that, homie. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, yeah, it was like it was kind of. That's weird. awesome. But yeah, we're me. I'm not a fan of anybody. Uh, I was until the Dodgers gave up on Pedro, and they said he wasn't durable enough. And then obviously, me being a young skinny kid, they were like, "No, you're not durable enough." It's like <laughs> they didn't say the same thing about me. That's funny. You love the game of baseball. Yeah. Love You're it. a yeah. baseball fan. Yeah. I can go to – never went to a game when I was a kid. Me and my dad, we didn't have time. It was between football and baseball and travel ball. And then um, 
I, dude, in all honesty, the first game I went to, my wife doesn't even remember we went, but we went to a Dodger game when we were in, we just, I just graduated and she, cause she graduated halfway through her senior year. So we, we've been together since high school. Hell yeah. So congrats. Congratulations. Hell appreciate yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, we just went to a Dodger game randomly in like June or July or something like that. And we sat right behind home plate, first row, top deck. And that was like the first game we ever went to. Or I first baseball game I've ever been to, not minor league, where whether it was Quakes or the Stampede or whatever they are now. And then it went, yeah, I never I dude, I seriously I never went to baseball games. Didn't go to any. So I I was just a fan of baseball. I knew I you name a guy, I know it. I'll tell you what, what he like, shit like that. But like, I didn't do anything. I just came home, watched fucking, uh, what was it, TBS and WGN. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> you grew up watching the Cubs and Braves. Yeah, that's all we had. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basic cable. We couldn't afford anything else. I was yeah, like, Ryan Sandberg's son, and I was like, who? The, how the? You're that Ryan fucking the, the sports machine. Yeah. You're the, Sports machine shit. I don't know if you guys remember that, but yeah, that was like local, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was never a fan of anybody. Just, just Pedro. Wherever Pedro went, I followed him. That's your guy. Yeah. Have you have have you ever met? Have you ever met him? Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, so was that like was that like was that like just starstruck moment or how how did that go? He was with the Mets at the end at the end of his career, and I ended up. My only goal that whole time, because I, I didn't. When was it? I didn't. I don't know what happened. I didn't pitch against them earlier in the year when he was there, but, or he was coming back from Tommy John, I think. Anyways, I was like, oh, I gotta pitch in front of him today. I gotta pitch in front of him, because he was throwing a bullpen out in the outfield. So I was like, I gotta pitch in front of him. Went out, shook his hand. I was like, Pedro, you're my idol. Appreciate, pleasure to meet you. Because mucho gusto. He just said, "Hey, man, good, good luck." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "All right, appreciate it." End up facing Gary Sheffield that night. Yeah, this <laughs> ball went nine thousand feet in the air, <laughs> first base, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like you, I've never you that bat wiggle, man. It haunts me to this day, bro. If you would have connected on it, man. How is that? Like that was- you growing up watching all these dudes, and like I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine and then you see these dudes that you're that can hit the ball like you said nine thousand feet in the air and they're standing in the box i mean i can't even think i mean i can't even imagine what that feeling is like or if you what you're thinking when you see somebody on the in the box i love how you brought up the bat wiggle right yeah. <laughs> you just don't i mean it all depends on who it is yeah i mean that's what i mean like not every it's not gonna be everybody but like gary Sheffield, fuck yeah <laughs> I get, there's the presences in the box when guys step in. You're like, man, this is this is kind of kind of crazy. I'm actually facing this guy. Like when I was with Anaheim, I told uh, AJ Pujols' son, I was like, hey, don't tell your brother your dad this, but uh, I hate throwing inside to your dad. She goes, why? I said, because if it gets away from me and he breaks his hand, oof. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> be that guy. That's so. Anytime I go in, I always yank it down first pitch. It's, it's weird. It's one of those mental lapses I have with, with him. So was, he just started laughing. He goes, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, he's the only guy. Only guy. 
It, so that brings up another question just off the top of my head here. So if, obviously there's some been some guys that are some legit guys have been for a long time. And I'm sure every time they come up to bat, you're just like, damn. If you can give me an example of at least one of those and then one of the newer guys, one of the young guys that comes up to bat and you're like, damn. The older guy, I'd say it would be Trout probably now. Just because, I mean, you look at the numbers, like they're, they're almost 500, but it's like, you look at it, five, okay, well, I got you out half the time, so I did something right. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But that's the part that, that baffles me. It's like, I'm like, what do you want? What are you doing with me? Where are you going with me? Where are you looking with me, Trouty? Because we always smile in the box, like during certain pitches, we will smile back at each other knowing like, you know, I don't throw that, but I did it to you. And you know, you weren't looking for it, but you almost did, you know, type of deal. So I, it, that's why I say it's chess with certain guys and with him, it's, it's fun with him and then playing with him and being in the division for so long. That's kind of one where I like, I look forward to it. I like those matchups rather than facing a younger, younger kid that I don't know, just because it just kind of, I feel like you ever go, you guys been to spring training. Oh yeah. yeah backfields oh yeah see a veteran doing getting work on the backfields and then all of a sudden whack 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 you're like damn he's a 10-year veteran like what's he doing like yeah you just yep. it, i feel like when i we, we all talk about it all the time no matter what the older guys i feel like when we don't know guys i feel like we're on the backfield to spring training where we're just like man we can't set up a hitter we can't feel a guy out um because is he gonna ambush us because he's new he wants to make a name for himself too, just like we are. And we did to get to this point or to last this long. So you, you look at, we look at that stuff and I'm like, that's where we kind of look at it as. So when we don't know a guy, my biggest thing is like, pretend you're on the backfield in spring training. You have no time to set him up. So it's O2, you know, type, type of thoughts. Younger guy that I know that about facing, they're all good now. Right. Let's see. When did that start with you? Like, you, you RCC, were you were were you thinking of dudes last at bats, or were you just throwing your your fastball because you're smoking dudes? No, I was just whatever they thought they were on, based on how they reacted in the box, how they how they tap their cleats. <laughs> like you hit your cleat hard. I know you weren't on the ball. You're an idiot. You know. Um, just like, I don't know, that's how I just how it was. Just our pitching coach in, in high school was had a good feel, I guess. Okay. That's what helped. So that because he wouldn't let us throw four seams. We had to warm up playing two seams, throwing nothing but two seamer. Cause he's like, hey, it's the best extension pitch. So you're playing catch with number two seam. So he had a feel for something, I guess. So it, I guess it started there. And then right it just gradually picked up and then I got tips of the trade along the way and then i just had to piece it together but like i said numbers aren't great on the back of the back of the card but 
it did some yeah. right in between. But they're but, long enough. Like when you know, sometimes you see those <laughs> the back of the car and it's this short. You're like, it, it'll show their one minor league season, maybe a couple, <laughs> couple of bats. And you're, yeah, I mean, shit. Trade so that like, for a lot of things. The younger ones, like, I mean, Soto stinks. I hate facing him. <laughs> Terrible. Um, How do you feel about this thing after he takes a ball? Does that bug you? No, but don't laugh, don't be mad when I do it off the mound. Right, 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 <laughs> right, Padre. Right. Say, right. I don't mind it, but hey, now <laughs> I don't mind it, but okay. So I, I do have a I do have a question. So, um, the Rangers did face the uh, the Padres back in twenty uh, twenty. Yeah. No wait. Never mind. Wait, actually, yeah, well, we, never mind. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they did, they did. Did you get a chance to face Tatis or Machado? Yeah, he ambushed me. First pitch, homer, Tatis. That was Yeesh. the game we lost. That was where the three o the three o swing thing came about. That game. That's oh, right. oh really? That I no threw, way. I threw oh. earlier. I I threw earlier in that game. And then the three. Can I ask what the dugout was like when that was going on? Like, was Woodward? I was in the dugout. I was in the clubhouse. I was already pissed because I've three innings right. in for surgery and I give up a first pitch homer. You never want to do that. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, so you're just out like, all right, well, I'm mad about that. But it was one of those you just – you don't like to see it happen, but it happens. It is what it is. It's baseball. Right. Now, like, the game's changing, you know. The biggest problem the, – I think the, the only thing that we should have a problem with is guys stealing up, up six. After the after the sixth inning, yeah, that's fair. That that should be the only thing we should have a problem with. Because you get on second, I'm going to turn around and back pick you, and I and if I hit you, I hit you. But don't be, you don't need to be stealing up six. You know, when your starter's still in the game, obviously we're not doing shit. So, you know, stuff like that. Three zero swings, three zero swings. It doesn't matter. It is what Jesse. It is. I got I got to ask now. Like you said, the game's changing. Changing. Hey, uh, the man on second. How do you feel? Uh, what's your thoughts on it? It sucks because you get the lock. You get the lock. You, right? Yeah. It's not your run. You're going to go to arbitration with another loss, or you're going to go to free agency with another loss. And what are they going to do? Oh, well, he didn't get that. Well, he's not good built for high leverage situations. Well, I didn't ask for the guy to be there. <laughs> Shit. You yeah, just wanted bullshit. to make the games go quicker. All right. Well, if you want to make the games go quicker, just cap it at three extra innings after that. And you might as well start the count with two balls already. <laughs> yeah, scoreboard's broken up in threes, right? If you look at it, first three, middle three, and last three, why not have a, a fourth three? And that's what you play the game on. Whoever wins the last three innings of that wins the game. Bam. And it ends in a tie. Boom. But at least you get three chances. It is what it is. But the runner on second stinks. I don't like it. It's personally. bullshit. Yeah, because <laughs> Nobody does. Like, Nobody gets. Let's let's call it what it is. You don't get the run. It goes to where? It goes where? where you shouldn't even run? get that RBI if you knock them in. You shouldn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. We don't get the run, but it, we get the loss. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, that's true. I'd You're right. Would, would you say that the home team kind of has a disadvantage at that point? Yeah, home, I, I was curious. Home, that who has, who, home team usually wins the percentage. Right. Oh, okay. Because they have the walk off, they have the they they have the advantage of just walking it off. Like if if your team doesn't, you know, drive the guy in, 
and that yeah. dude hits a fucking duck fart single, like you know, that's it. It's over. Get him over. <laughs> it's, All you gotta do is get him over. And then, yeah. 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 And 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 cool. Jesse, really quick, um, is that ch- I don't know. Like I, I think they said that they're gonna get rid of that. I I don't know if you know fucking if that's if that's actually going uh, down. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I know. I just was glad we didn't have it in the playoffs. Well, glad we didn't go to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. I would have been pissed. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Hell yeah, straight up. That well, sucked. sticking with rule changes a little bit, I want to go into the DH. Of course, I'm not exactly sure how you feel about hitting yourself, but, you know, being with the Braves, you got Yanoa there now who can swing it. And, of course, you had Mike Hampton back in the day, one of the best hitters of all time as a pitcher. Um, you know, how do you feel about the DH? I mean, personally, you know, I've always loved – you know, the aspect of the National League, how it's just a little bit different of a game managerial-wise. But after seeing it with the DH for one year, I feel like I got swayed a little bit, but I can't say I'm completely sold. Yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not sold either. I would rather see the pitchers hit and then somebody run for them. Yeah. Right. right. Um, because obviously we're supposed to get the pitchers out, even though I gave up a hit to Grinky. But <laughs> – you're supposed. I mean, they did their job. They they weren't supposed to get on, but they got on. So somebody should run for them instead of having a DH. Um, and the r- guy who's running should be the last out. Um, I don't like the universal DH because it takes away from the manager's strategy. Right. You already you already make us have to face three hitters when we come in. That eliminates the DH right there. Because now that guy is going to have to come in and go back out or vice versa. If that's the case, when he gets out of the inning, he should have to go back out for two more hitters and eliminate that DH problem. So he has to hit if he's up eighth, if he's up first up next, and you just brought him in to finish the inning because he was your, you know, to put out the fire. But I don't think the DA, I don't like the DH being on both leagues because it just takes away from certain manager skill set, certain managers that thrive in the National League. That's their niche. It feels like it's like the World Series is a little different now, too. It's like you get two different leagues doing two different things. And now you've got, I don't know, just everything's changed. They feel like the All Star game changed. I mean, I don't know, just to me, it just feels completely why even have, American League, National League, if they're if they're the same now. I mean, I guess yeah. they're too, but it just—I mean—that's baseball. That's the tradition of baseball. So, um, I personally love the difference. I, yeah, I like the difference, and I like the fact that the All Star Game meant something. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Oh my, uh, Jesse, I was gonna, I was gonna hit you with. I didn't interrupt. Yeah, I needed that. To that's what it was for. Yeah, guys wanted to win the all-star game so we can have home field advantage for our league exactly so get, it's thank you it's boom thank you thank you uh, jesse like it, as, it's like when, it's like when hosmer hosmer went off in the in the uh, all-star game what was it what, what year was it it was, it was 15 so uh, right. as a fan jesse I'm, I'm telling you straight up i miss like asking my boss i hey i want to get out early so i can go watch the all-star game 
I haven't done that, you know, since the, since it doesn't mean anything anymore. And, you know, personally between you and I, like, you know, the, uh, it's coming to Dodger stadium finally, uh, you know, it's in 2022. Right. Okay. So, um, look, I want tickets to the home run derby. I don't want tickets to the all-star game. And, and I'm just yeah. saying that as a fan, because at least the home run derby is like really hype. You know what I mean? And you don't, you know, it, it's like this big ass spectacle. And I'm not saying the all-star game now isn't because it doesn't count, but I so miss that. Right? I, and I'm only saying that like as a fan, I'm glad you as a player um, that res you said the same kind of thing, like you miss it meaning something. And I, I totally agree with you. Well, it gives the players a reason to be like, hey, like, you know, my team might be in the World Series. Let's right. go get that home field advantage, LFG. I've said too, Jesse, and like, you know, to me, when it meant something, it was cool because then, you know, uh, a Dodger player and a Giant player, they have a common interest. A Cardinal player and a Cubs player, they have a common interest, you know, so all those great rivalries that have been around in baseball for such a long time, like, no, you have to play with this guy. You have to make this work because if both of you guys get in, you have the home field advantage, you know, so I, I so miss that about the, the all-star game meaning something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it doesn't make any sense for what, what, what base we're going to go off. Cause you have numerous teams in, in both leagues that it might, we, we talk about it all the time. Like it's hard to compete with certain teams based on pay and fan base. So I wonder what that's going to break out if that isn't the the if down the line if we don't have that winner of each of the all-star game determining who's going to go nationally wins marlins happen to sneak in they got home field advantage nobody will know about it you know it, i don't get it it just and, and just see just you know just I'm curious, how, how much say do the players have in that? Like, can, can you know, like, do you, can you guys be like, hey, fuck this, we don't want it, we don't want that, or, or how's that work? It's all in the agreement in our CBA. So right. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, so if it's going to get changed, I guess so, it's about time. The thing is, is Manfred's basically can just, boop, no, nah, we're implementing this no matter what. Right. Right. That's, that's it sucks. It, we can do all this bargaining and all this whatever, and he can still do whatever the hell he wants. But Tony Clark, though, he that's where he comes in. So that, how much we don't agree, and that's where the, the strike comes into play. Right, right, right. Now because as soon as we don't agree, we're the bad guys. Right. Which you know it's which not, is bullshit. Like yeah. it's, it's major league baseball's hand because it's it's their sport. Like we're, we're the ones that without are, without us, you're not. Nothing's on TV. There's no teams. There's nothing. But, and I mean that in the best way. But he, they, baseball has the final say, regardless of what's going to happen. No matter right. what, we can do so, whatever we want. They can still so, pull it. So can need. I? Can I ask you this? There was obviously the shortened season in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And it was all because of the stall because between MLB Rob Manfred and MLBPA, right? So what can you, based off of what you know, can you tell us, like, what influenced Rob Manfred to finally say, okay, we're going to have a fully 16 season? I didn't even know. I don't even know what went into that. 
Um, we wanted 140, at least maybe 100. Then we got down to 100 because we ran out of time. And by then it was too late because you got to factor travel, then you got to factor into the quarantine that we had to right. go through. So it all just didn't make sense. And in reality, 60 made the most sense of a two month sprint because you can't, I mean, we could have made three, but then you're pushing everything else back. And then you're going to be catching. Right. Well, we're going to be catching up for spring training. Then we're going to be catching. Then it, you know, it's kind of like how basketball is real quick this year. Like the quick turnaround, the quick um, mini camps right away. It was like, man, I just thought the you know NBA championship was just last week. Now right. They're starting up again. So that, that kind of, I don't think we wanted that to happen just based on how difficult it is on our bodies to torque our bodies with the positions that we play. And it didn't make sense, I don't think, for us. But for us, from the, the standpoint, we signed up to play baseball, so we want to play as many games as we can. Because it's going to hurt guys in the long run for a job later. You can't get a good assessment on 60 games. Right. You know, it sucked. It hurts, especially for the older ones. I felt victim to it. It's not, it's not fun because we all know it's time's coming to an end at some point with our careers, but we want it to be the end. We don't want to just have a shortened season be the one that says, Hey, you're going home because you suck. Right. I didn't even get a chance to run after, after April, you know, how it should have been. Yeah, Jesse, it's really interesting that you put it that way. And, and maybe you can elaborate on this on how maybe even, cooler this is like that was last year you know all everything you just said was last year you know in 2020 you know when everything got you know all bad and then you know one year later like this year boom <laughs> you play you play a whole season and you come out on top you mm -hmm. know like that I mean that's got to feel great and, and now now I hear how passionate you are about like how how everything was in 2020 to you know the very next year come out and be the champ that's gotta be great yeah it's pretty fun like it's earlier you just don't know what it's gonna bring you know i was contemplating retirement at the end of last season and then contemplating again this year <laughs> yeah. so you, you just, made the right choice <laughs> yeah Jesse, we're happy you made, right? <laughs> you made the right choice <laughs> oh, yeah. all right so i'm so these guys know I'm a big Dodger hater. Yep. Yep. <laughs> prize. So I was I was anti-Dodgers the entire NLCS, the entire NLDS. And I'm a big pottery fan. And one thing we can all agree on is like, you know, the Giants, you know, we hate the Giants, right? Both being in the same division. But when it came to the Braves, I was like, dude, Jesse Chavez, he follows our page. Yeah, I, I paid close attention to that, so thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, you got it. It's, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> hey, look, we're we're all we're all like like to us, this is kind of cool because we just gonna let you know, Jesse. We're we're all fans of yours, you know. Like this is this is. I said, I said, yeah, dude. I said, I said, yeah. dudes. A professional pitcher is following our page. Yeah. And well, this, well, I said, I'm sorry, but this guy happens to be playing for the guys that that you guys are playing against. <laughs> Between us, like, you know, I was telling the homies right here before you showed up, Jesse, like, you know, to me, 
uh, and I, I think I was kind of right. Like, you know, it's like to me, like when I looked up your wiki and I've kind of seen your your whole career, it's like, yeah, man, you're, you know, you're, you're a Latino from Southern California who chased his dream and, you know, you, you got it, homie. Like you, you did that. And, you know, uh, prior when you were talking about your upbringing and, you know, how your parents got you to practice every day and that's what got you, you know, uh, I got emotional listening to you say that because that's kind of like how I feel like me and a lot of other people like us, you know, just like I said, Latinos from, from Southern California, uh, we, we all kind of did the same thing, but you went out, you chased your dream you got it. And like, like I said, I mean, like, I know it's kind of like a broken record, but you know, when you're up there, we kind of feel like we're up there, you know, and I'm letting you know, like, you know, like, and we're just so proud of you. And uh, like, this is an honor you being here, dog, like, because not only do we love Absolutely. our team, we're super passionate about the teams we follow. We worship the, like Vince Kelly said, <laughs> I absolutely worship the game of baseball. You know yeah. what I mean? And why was you guys do it and, and you doing it, once again, homie, salute to you and cheers to the Braves. <laughs> I was fan, I was fangirling out so hard, like when I was like, oh my god, this guy, this guy's, this guy's about to be a World Series champion. He's following our page. Like, we, we, we started with nothing. Yeah. And here we are. We have a, we have a pitcher like you, a veteran, a veterano. Yeah, that's right. A, a, a World Series champion. Happy Veterans Day, by the way. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's joining yeah, yeah. us and, you know, willing to you know, take some time out of his day to talk baseball with us. We're so uh, privileged, Jesse. So thank you again. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having will, me, guys. It's fucking yeah. awesome. I will say that to you also, Jesse. Like, you know, uh, Ricky was right. You know, when I followed MLB Trash Soccers, it was only like a couple hundred people. And, you know, I thought it was funny. But next thing you know, people started liking it. You know what I mean? And some people like when we go to stadiums we have like jerseys you know they come up to us and they want to take pictures and that's always kind of like a trip but here, here's what i wanted to say is like but anytime like a baseball player knows who we are that always <laughs> just blows my it just like wait what you know that that's to me that's like I, I love this game so much i never really obviously played it because you know but Anytime. It's, a huge, it's a huge privilege, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you. I've always said to me, every baseball player, I don't care who you are. To me, you're a rock star. That's how I look at these guys. That's how I look at you guys. Like you could be, uh, you know, the relief pitcher. You could be, you know, the, the guy who just comes in to like, you know, runs because he's really fast. Right. <laughs> like yeah. to me, all you guys are rock stars because it, it's just so cool what you guys do. So guess I just worship this game. Appreciate it. Thank you. It means a lot, man. You guys don't understand. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> Hell yeah. If you don't mind me asking, how did you discover our page? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I just scrolling through like the search and I saw something you guys put up and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's Dodgers yeah. suck. LOL. Yeah, boom. <laughs> this year then. <laughs> yeah. Like me, Eric O'Flaherty. Sean Doolittle, um, Ryan Cook, and Evan Scribner. We all want to do something where we're just drunk broadcasting <laughs> about a baseball game. You I can love do it. it. About from our perspective, like, you, you know, you jackass. How would you throw that pitch? You just saw what he did on the pre – like, you know, shit like that. Like, what are yeah. you doing? The right. same things we do in the dugout and in the, in the bullpen that we say to each other – when he comes out of the game and I wear him out about it, because he's going to wear me out about it, so I'm going to beat him <laughs> to it. 
you know, shit like that. Like that's how we want to broadcast it. Getting hairy, so hairy you get a, you get our perspective. That's right. And you know, we do all you, uh, do. You keep in touch with uh, Dallas Braden? Any chance? No, I don't. I don't really talk to him. Oh, okay. Just because he's yeah, big, his guys. So. He was in Oakland before I got there. Okay. No worries. I would love to hear you uh, drink some beers or drink whatever and commentate a, a game. That yeah, that, yeah. Might, yeah. that might be the next level. We would love that of yeah. like commentating. Like like it's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, like, we'll have to sit down and watch a game together, and it'll be. Fun. <laughs> And Jesse, I got to ask too, man, like I'm seeing the soccer jersey, the Brazil jersey behind you. So you're a soccer guy, obviously. Yes. <laughs> no, just, we, we all are. Oh, wow. Just Pele and Ali. Oh, wow. Very oh, cool. my God. That's yeah. awesome. That's uh, the one with – um. oh, shit. That one is uh, – that's from Pele's last game. Wow. Wow. Uh, I got that at uh, when I was with the Dodgers, Kershaw's Challenge. Oh, wow. Very cool. Hell yeah. yeah. So, obviously, you like football, Jesse? Yeah, you're a world – you wake yeah, up – Yeah, I, I like watching other people run. Yeah, do, do, do you wake <laughs> up at one in the morning, like you're one of the one-in-the-morning World Cup guys or no? No, no. No. Just, <laughs> no. If, it's, if it's a good match and I'm up, I'll, I'll watch it. But if it's not, I'm not going not gonna to pay attention to it. Right, yeah, not, yeah. not gonna set the alarm for it that's for sure there you go i was just curious Cardinals yeah. football game but that's about it <laughs> jesse so you had a short stint with the dodgers uh you got the blue kershaw mm-hmm. in the same bullpen in the bullpen yes or no what do you mean but no i'm, I'm sorry so did you get to like interact with Kershaw during your your stint with with the Dodgers? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Kershaw. Cool. Kershaw seems like a really cool dude. Like, like, hey, I'll, I'll grab a beer with this guy. He's the best. He's pretty cool. He's awesome. He's uh one of a kind. You know, he he knows what he needs to do to you know to keep doing what he's been doing for the last fourteen years. Um, it's watching what I was glad I was able to watch it. Let's, let's say that I was, I'm very grateful to be able to watch a guy go, go uh, one of the greats go about his business on a daily basis. Second half of the season that I did. And then the relationship grew from there from, you know, just more talks in between, you know, series and stuff like that. Um, when we play each other. So, yeah, I mean, just walk, and I didn't ask. Kept my mouth shut, but my eyes open. I just watched him go about his business, and it's the reason why he's so damn good. He knows what he's doing. He knows what his body does. Um, you know, it just sucked. He wasn't able to. You know, I wanted to see him pitch because I've never, you know, didn't get to play with him or never played against him in the playoffs. So it would have been nice to, you know, feel that aura on the same baseball field with him. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, just the more you talk, the more I see how much, you know, you're a fan of the game and you're lucky to like, not lucky, but I mean, you're in it. Like you, you are what, like it, it, to me, it's so interesting how, when you it's talk a about blessing. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about the game, like how we talk about it, but you, you're, you're in it. You're one of the guys, you're a part of the show, you know? So I think that's just so cool how 
that you, you, you speak about it so passionately, like you're a fan the whole time you're doing this as well. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm still learning too. Like, I'm, I can learn each and every day from somebody else that can help me, whether it's watching them play catch, how they're playing catch, or maybe they're saying something to their throwing partner that might help me out with what, what I'm doing. So I think, I, I think one of my favorite phrases is being a student of the game. Mm. and athletes that can embrace that they're going to have that long-term success so that makes me very happy for that. yeah yeah you, you have to keep keep studying this game without that you're gonna be stagnant and the game will pass you by then you'll be at home wondering what happened you know i don't want to be that one you shouldn't want to be that one um you you may not be the best at applying that knowledge that you're coming across or different situations that you're coming across the best. But as long as you take a little bit, that's all you should ask for from yourself. It's like when I talk to kids, I'm like, all right, how do you brush your teeth? Like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're looking over the sink, aren't you? Yeah. The drain's right in front of you, right? Yeah. So just imagine that you're just brushing your teeth, looking down a drain. That's life. Heads down, going down a drain. So look in the mirror. Talk to yourself a little bit. It's the hardest person to talk to. Andrew, so, you had a question? Love that. I, just, I, I, I do would like to ask this question to you, man. Like, So, you know, you win the World Series. You celebrate with your teammates. You know, I assume that experience was absolutely great. But uh, how did it feel getting home? you know, being a champ, you know, like, you know, obviously with the, how you said, you know, you work for your family, you do this for them. Like, how did you feel getting home to like, you know, the people that this is, this is why I do this, <laughs> you know, and you're yeah. finally on top of the mountain as far as like your professional career. Uh, it was, it's pretty cool. Um, being able to come home, just let the shoulders down a little bit. Yeah. Not knowing you don't have to be mentally ready for tomorrow. Um, Relish it a little bit. Um, don't get comfortable. Just relish it a little bit. I know it's only been a week, 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 you know, eight days, nine days, but you just got to still enjoy it and appreciate it more, which I'm going to try and do the next few days before I start ramping up again. But it's yeah, absolutely. I need to make it a point where I need to relish it because it doesn't come around too often or at all. And it took me 20 years, you know, 14 to get to get to this point. But it's one that, you know, you just got to you know, take your head off, appreciate it for a second. So um, based, based on your Sanders and I conversations, you know, you were like, hey, like, you know, when I asked, like, hey, um, you know, how's your schedule looking? You know, you emphasize your family. And I told mm-hmm. the guys, I said, hey, look, you know you guys, this guy's a family man. Mm-hmm. His, family com- his family comes first. So Jesse, I got to ask Jesse. So uh, what was the celebration dinner homie? What was it like? <laughs> was it something special? Like something you guys particularly liked or, or, or did you guys kind of make like a, a, una cena like over it or something like that? No. What did we do? We see nothing. No, honestly, we didn't do nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, we went to this little steakhouse right down in the battery, right next to the hotel where where we ended up staying, but 
else, anything else, we would went to our taco spot right by our apartment. Hell yeah, homie. Really didn't, really didn't have one. Um, it was my daughter's birthday on the 4th, so it's kind of, kind of cool. We won right before her birthday. I was like, what do you want for your birthday? She goes, the World Series ring. I was like, all right. <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> Love That's it. Easy. Get it for there you. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, Hell yeah. Just being able to get her that present was kind of cool. Um, That's awesome. We really didn't have a, a dinner at all, really. Cool. But yeah, just being able to do that with your daughter, that probably. <laughs> Dude, imagine, imagine your daughter <laughs> saying, I want a World Series ring. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she's the 12-year-old, the 17-year-old's like, I, bitch, I had to wait 17 years. You yeah. really, what the fuck? Yeah, good, thing, good, thing, good thing she didn't ask for a pony, right? Right. <laughs> and then you would have to deliver that thing. But so World yeah. Series Championship, not so that bad. Been, that might have yeah. been easier. The pony, though. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the World Series is more, uh, it's, it's better than a pony. <laughs> yeah. Now, you're asking in, in, july for a world series ring no i'll get you the pony cuz what kind of car what, what kind of unicorn do you want yeah <laughs> right yeah a better, better chance at a unicorn yeah oh, it was pretty cool to have my you know my my daughter's there oldest one especially her being a senior and shit going on at school kind of helps out a lot um especially going to the field easier knowing she's not here by herself and the other three are with me with my wife and the two little ones so that was kind no, of we we we've seen your Instagram, like we see you're very active with your family, and that's that's so important. That's so great. Like that's yeah, one thing all, that we all emphasize. Like yeah, we're all family, family comes first. Like family is so important to us, and like we're just so happy for you to see. Yeah. Like we're just so happy to see that you know you're celebrating your victory with your family, most importantly. Yeah, that's that's Took me, I, I took me a long time to put baseball aside as far as mentally to be like, this is it. I have to do this. I can't do this. Took me a lot of years to put that aside and be like, no, time out. You're still going to be prepared. You're still going to be ready for spring training. Quit being a dick. Quit being an asshole. Stop putting more emphasis on you of what you need to get done. You're going to be done. You're going to be ready. It's going to be fine. So once I stopped putting that, I think that's where it got a little bit better for me as a dad. You know, um, still I'm gone for their half their life, so it, it sucked. You know, eight months out of the year, I'm gone. It's terrible. You know, you know my wife calls me a single dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're like, I got to deal with this. I was like, yeah, I get it. I said, it means more now than it did ever before. All right, Jesse. So, so I do have to ask this. So you're a World Series champion. Right. Um, what are your plans moving forward? Do you intend on pitching for another team? Do you want to go back to the Braves? Or... So, okay. Full disclosure, if the Pottery signed you like tomorrow, I'd be, I'd, I'd be like, you know, up in arms. But who do you want to play for next? A winner. Um, you know, before it was just, let's get a job and, and help that team win. Right. Sorry, Ricky. No, it's, <laughs> you know, you get a, 
a chance to pitch and contribute kind of makes it a little bit more fruitful of what you're capable of. But I just I just want to pitch now that I'm healthy. But I want to pitch for a contender that that understands what they want to get done in an organization and not just not just win, but win the right way to where it lasts longer. Right. You know, I don't want to win for one year and then go to the dumps for the next four. Like, no, I want yeah. to see you this year and win multiple yeah. years in a row. Whether you win a World Series once or – no, just win. Just, you know, put some stuff out there in the outfield on those banners and see what happens. That's what I like. I like to see with teams. So, yeah, I don't know where, where I'm going to end up. If I end up anywhere, it would be nice to end up somewhere, but another year – well, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna tell you. So if AJ Preller gives you the call tomorrow, <laughs> I'm gonna be reading for you. Appreciate it. We all are. <laughs> oh, no matter what. Like it. it's, no, it's you're you're an M, you're you're an MLBTT follower. Like you're you're we are your fans for life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your fan. Like, you got to do us a favor though. If, if, what if, we got? If you're in a in a you sign with a team, you face Albert Pujols, you got to throw him inside one time. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely one, not. In one time, just to be like, you don't want to, you don't want to end your career. Be like, damn, I never, I never did. I never, yeah. <laughs> I never made him <laughs> back up a little couple of inches. They were teammates. Come on. <laughs> oh, he's the best. He's awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, you just, just <laughs> maybe give him a heads up. Be like, hey, I'm going to throw this one up. <laughs> you know, if I if I get I, I wanted to ask Jesse a question just because uh, you're so well traveled too as far as like you know MLB and this is just me just curious okay um, uh, either it be a city or anywhere else like what what was like you know maybe the best food you've eaten or like is there a favorite city that you have that like had like your favorite food or something that you really dug? Ooh, the the best steak I've had has been in a in a place in Detroit. Wow. Uh, it was actually in it's um, Birmingham. It's like 40 minutes outside of Detroit. Wagyu, amazing. Huh. Uh, um, that was probably the best steak I've had ever. And thank goodness I didn't have to buy it because it was expensive. <laughs> so Michigan. <laughs> so Michigan has the best steak. There we go. Michigan's got the best steak. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know. Like every time we go to uh, Baltimore, you get crab legs. Oh yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hell yeah. Um, then it's just a complete mess on that table. It's ridiculous. Um, we get hooked up those two places. No, and nobody's gonna beat the Yankees visiting side. Uh, spread. Oh, really? Yeah. Five courses. Five courses. Ridiculous. Um, Philly, best cheesesteaks are in the clubhouse in the city. Hands down. Secret menu. It's the best. <laughs> um, where, I mean, obviously here, just we got our tacos wherever we want to go. I was going to ask. San Diego or LA, who's got the better tacos? 
we're always arguing over here yeah. la yeah yeah oh yeah That's for right. sure <laughs> perfect yeah i mean it wasn't re- i would just want to hear you say it and just for ricky Rick, ricky didn't want to hear you <laughs> to, uh, we always go to taco station yeah, 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 hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. that. That's right. Yeah, I know. I uh, I know. Uh, Ron, the dude, the dude that owns that spot. Oh, for real? Comes beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling him you mentioned him. He's gonna be all excited. Hell yeah. Yeah, we went. Uh, we went yesterday for dinner, actually. Right next to uh, the, the what's it? Uh, Theo's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that place? It's a, it's dude, a I didn't know what it was either. I went. I was like. Uh, like, what do you do here? Was, a bunch of bottle caps, like it, it's just like a museum of shit that, and then it's a restaurant. It's a it, it was, it was good. I've been, I've been, I, I didn't know that it existed. Like it was. Yeah, I, I, my my wife went. She, we drove by it the other day. She goes, "Yeah, went there. It's pretty good." I was like, "All right." Don't know what it's like. Never won't tried to go in. It's out the door too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. All yeah. right, Jesse, whenever you're free, we got to go to Beer Farm and hang out. <laughs> yeah, let me know too, because I'm never there. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got my, my, my real job. I was yeah, doing yeah. My, my side gig, but yeah, let me know. Shit, I'll, I'll... Yeah, well, my wife's working tomorrow, so I'm going to leave my kids with my oldest, and then I might go grab a beer over there. I'll tell my brother to meet me over there. He lives yeah. right around the corner from you. Yeah, let me know. because yeah. I, 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 My work is, I, I work down the street from there too, so I'll shoot over whatever. My boss okay. ain't there this week or next week, so I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I live in fucking Pasadena, so it takes me like two hours to get over Well, well you, you, you can make it, bro. Yeah, I can. I can. I can totally make it. Just, I mean, I got a car. I'll just sleep at the hotel next door. No big deal. You can stay in my car. No, I'm hey, Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> Remember when I was with Pittsburgh, there was a guy who said he was from East L.A. I was like, Pasadena doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. It's there like, you go. Which year? You tried to act all tough and shit. I was like, come on now, guy. Right. Like, that you're talking to a bullpen. You're talking to somebody, people that can't do anything. Yeah. Like, we literally will not, like, hurt you really bad. <laughs> we can't get out there because we'll get tackled by the security for trying to get up there. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, just like me, dog. Like, you know, I live now in Pasadena. I love it with my family, like you said, like, but I, you know, I grew up in, you know, I grew up in, I was actually born in uh, Martha the King Hospital in Inglewood. And okay. uh, yeah, and then new in Compton, my bad. Yeah, in Compton. And then I was raised in South Central LA, but you know, things got better, my jobs got better. So, you know, I wanted to give my family a nice little pad and Pasadena, yeah. is home now, dog. <laughs> nice. My grandma's in Acadia. Oh yeah, yeah, there you go. That's where my dog was yeah. born. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's where uh, Beltre used to live. I was a big Beltre fan, so I always Yeah, like, hell yeah. That's like, right. Dude, that's when I went to a ballpark in Arlington and I got trashed and I saw him hit a home run when he was in Texas and I cried because I was drunk. <laughs> like... <laughs> I remember I met uh, Rafael for a call in the yeah, uh, oh, uh, Ralph's in La Cañada. And I'll never, uh-huh. I'll never forget that because that's where he that's where he lived. And he was standing right in front of and my dad was right like he was right in front of us and I was like hey was that Rafael for a call I went to my <laughs> and he's like I think so and he looked at us and we were like Rafa he's like hola we were like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was dope that was like the only time I ever met a Dodger in the wild that shit was dope. Awesome. <laughs> I saw Randy Wolf at, at Dodger at uh, I'm sorry at, at Disneyland where we I was getting ice cream and I said Randy and he goes yeah I said Randy Wolf he goes, yeah. <laughs> Randy Wolf from the Dodgers. He goes, yeah, that's me. I said, I'm a huge Dodgers fan, y'all. I can tell. 
<laughs> Nobody <laughs> else knew who he was. <laughs> his brother looks like him. His, the I'm umpire ready, brother. Ready, yeah. Ready. yeah. Dope, man. I love that dude. All right, Jesse. So I, I do have a question. It's uh, it's on behalf of one of our guys who could not make it tonight. He's with dinner with his wife and his his kid. Um, he wanted to ask, you know, what was it like for? And this is his words. You know, what was it like for for you in the World Series, being being an LA native, and what was it like as far as like the overall environment in LA. I'm not sure if you can like elaborate on that. I got you. Uh, being in the World Series was hands down one of the coolest coolest moments. Just knowing that you're you're part of the final two teams that yeah, two it's there's no tomorrow. There's no, no series after that. That's the coolest part about being in that situation that you guys got you guys got to that point. What I mean, you guys is the two teams, and you battled it out through thick and thin, through the hardest teams to get through to this point that, you know, tested you. You know, for, you know, in every season was a test. Every, every team has a different test. You know, Astros won over 100 games. How are they going to, how are their test was, how can we make those 100 games look good? For us, it was our test was how can we make all these obstacles we had to endure throughout the year good? How can we, you know, how can we make this better for us? And how can we make this 88 team look better than that 100 win team? Well, they had they had more pressure than we did because they were the 100 wins team like shit 100 wins 100 wins we had 88 none of it was on us we won the division you know we won the cs got through the dodgers that atmosphere was incredible because of what happened the year before when it got to seven games so obviously there's There's no bad blood because there's no there was no blood drawn, so there can't be bad blood. But there's that elephant in the room. It was just an old fashioned rematch. Yeah. So how can you combat that with taking out the fans now? Because there weren't very many fans last year. Was it fifteen thousand? I think something like that they could get to the fifty three thousand. 56,000 that Dodger Stadium can hold. How can we eliminate that noise? We already know what our stadium's like. Y'all there? Yeah, we're here. Okay. My iPad's 5%. (laughs) I'll I'll call you back on my phone if it happens. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, if... How can we make that look way better for us? You know what I mean? We had no pressure other than eliminating that noise in Dodger Stadium. And once we did that, we were fine. Yeah, Rosario could do that every time he was at the bat. <laughs> like, that was unreal. Killed us. Yeah, that was- dude was just just electric. I mean, oh, he just he just 
still pitching to this dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said the exact same thing, Nate. I was like, you know what? You're going to let the guy that's been beating us the whole time beat yeah, us again? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, hold on, I, hold on. So for one of those games, I could be wrong, but were you tabbed as an opener? Against the Dodgers? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. That's when I. That's when my and, mom. Came. And that's when. That's when all the betters. Because I love sports bet. That's when all the betters said, "Fade the Braves." They said, "Bet against them." The bookmakers. They oh, were no. against. They were against you. I know. And I said no, absolutely not. I believe in this guy. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think being, because because Vegas Drew. loves suckers. Me and Drew, I think we ended up like 4-0 as a starter combination. Yes, I love it. So it's kind of kind of cool that we had that going for us. I went to a one of the. I went to a couple games at home. I didn't. They gave us rally towels, but I didn't really get a whole chance to swing it. I had an extra one. My dad's like, well, it's nothing. I don't even want it. Because <laughs> it's no good now. But it was still fun. <laughs> Wash the car down with it. Yeah. I was like, I got extras if anyone wants. Sorry, watching you, guys, watching you guys tear it up. Shut up. And, and, I'll, I, and I'll admit it. Like, I, I, I hate the Dodgers. We know. We know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Preach! Yeah, I. It was like it was like music to me. I was like, this guy Jesse Chavez, this guy he follows my page. Here he is, again tearing it up against the team I hate the most. Yeah, this guy's my goddamn hero. Yeah, that wasn't fucking poetry. All right, Ricky, goddamn it. (laughs) So it's it's poetic (laughs) AF. Oh yeah. And just so you guys know, I'm in the same boat as Jesse right now, where my shit is all dying. So I'm going to have to sign off right here a little bit early. My earbuds are dying. My phone's dying. So thank you, Jesse, for me, man. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate it, man. Pleasure to meet you, Andrew. You too, my man. Good luck for the rest of your career. We'll be watching. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Have a good one, brother. You too. What I mean, this is this is just me talking now. What you played two thousand one, two thousand two. I was two and three, two and three. Trying to think of who was there. I didn't play with a bunch of dudes. Jason Franz was he over there? No, he left. I played with him though in in '04 in Clinton, Iowa. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, because I, 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 maybe Blumenthal, Kyle Blumenthal. Yeah, yeah, I played with Kyle. Yeah, I, I, I grew up playing with him since Little League. Okay. In his pop, his yeah, I love how Austin straight IE boys, man. <laughs> straight, straight yeah, up. Man, like, for, for That's dope, homie. Hell yeah, that's tight. Like, like, when, my when world. I, I played at Valley College in those years, so we would we would get smoked by you guys. But like we, my we buddy went to Valley. Who's that? Uh, Kenny Maples. I know that name. I know that name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, I know. Um, I was there, two thousand to two thousand two. I redshirt. I got hurt my first year, and then. Okay. Um, I know you went after. After our after we graduated, no one. 
was there two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just remembered, like, I got a lot of buddies that went RCC, and it was just, like, it was a different, like, level of, like, he was like, yeah, we're getting up at, hitting the weight room, like, at five. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm still hungover or drinking by the time, like, yeah. it was more, more of a program. Valley, we just fucked around. It was just, like, yeah. it was, zero, we had zero, we're the same kids that had zero guidance going through high school and shit like that, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, their day, if we, if we sucked, we'd have to show up at, like, four. Yeah, I remember hearing that shit. I'm like, yeah. And sure enough, he'd, he'd, he'd show up, and or he he wouldn't even show up. We'd just be sitting there, waiting and waiting. But that was like a legit program. Like that was yeah. like, but, I mean, but even AB Miller and Rialto with Scott Russell and so like even start then, they, they, for high schools they were like legit too. Yeah. No. And you know, even at Miller, like. We just did our thing. We didn't do much at Miller. We just, that was extravagant. Right. Yeah, we just did that. Took care just, of business. We were just gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of kids that just wanted to play baseball. Yeah. And then on Saturdays, we'd go and clean up, you know, local um, daycare places, uh, kindergarten areas. We'd remulch, resod, because our coach had a landscaping business. So that's what we did. Right. That's right. week and then just go go pick up shit on saturday <laughs> at a yeah you know definitely care or whatever i've well, always said that shit just be like yeah our summer yeah. vacations was like go to work with your parents <laughs> I remember I tell me, yeah i remember a dude telling me we had a bunch of we had dudes from like all over too like but like dudes that weren't really serious about playing but they were but like you didn't know like Ukaipa and Redlands and San Bernardino and shit like that. And remember, we, we had a game against you guys. I think this was the year before you got there. And we had a good team. And uh, our team was just a bunch of fucking IE shit talkers. <laughs> you know, yeah. Somebody said something. And then my buddy goes, he goes, it, he said, it was the dumbest feeling. I was saying all this shit and nobody said anything. And then they just gave up, we gave up like 12 runs. <laughs> that was like, it was like, it was just the dumbest feeling. I was like, I was talking all this shit. And then they just made me feel like a little boy because they killed him. <laughs> didn't say shit. They didn't say nothing. It stopped. Yeah. It was close for like two innings. And then, <laughs> I'm, I mean, fuck. RZCs, I mean, at that time, I'd say it till, I mean, they're still, they still produce, but. Oh, no. Those three years. Those five years. From yeah. 2000 to 2005, it was it was pretty impressive, dude. It was but nuts. Three years like, we won. Yeah, we should have won four in a row. I fucked it up, but <laughs> yeah, we it was. Dennis ran a good ship. Yeah, and it was. That's what I call that. My question earlier was just like I, I felt like, I think that's what a lot of just IE dudes didn't get in general was zero coaching and zero program and none of that. Yeah, it was like like you said, playing every week or playing every Sunday, finding a game or being yeah. on all kinds of teams. We were we were all doing that, but like some people made that you know decision to go to, to better school. Like I didn't know shit. I didn't. I woke up. My dad's like, "You want to go take your SATs?" Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was in jail night before my SATs. <laughs> Trespassing. Yeah, right. But like zero zero Fs when I went to that fucking thing. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's like a cool homie. Hell yeah. But yeah. It just is, uh, but when when do you guys get the rings? Like it, it's like in a couple of months. Like like how deep into the season to, to till you actually get them? 
Uh, probably month into the season. Right, right, yeah. It takes a minute, right? They yeah. do like a whole ceremony, right? <laughs> I might be getting mine in the mail. Fuck. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. You gotta get. You gotta get there. Wherever yeah, it's yeah. at. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we'll see where I sign. Uh, you know what? Honestly, we hope you sign with the winner. Yeah. yeah. And the Braves, they want to win. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to sign with somebody. They, that... they, they, they just showed in different ways. Yeah. So Alex, what's his last name? At the Anthopoulos or Anthopolis. Anthopolis. <laughs> Thank you. I actually didn't he, know how to say it. Jesse <laughs> he, he's like he's like He's like a preller. Like yeah. he's a wheeler and dealer. Like the the, the dude loves. Yeah. Like, how do he's I always... say it? Like yeah, he's very he's very active. Yeah, Ricky's a really big Padres fan. If you haven't noticed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know that's my boy, though. <laughs> Off the record. No, I I, I have no seen how. Me signed Tingler though. Off the record. What's that? Your boy that? had no idea when he signed Tingler. <laughs> right, yeah. right. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh Tingler went to the Twins. Yeah, thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Like, R- R- Ricky, sometimes when we hit him with logic, this motherfucker just doesn't want to budge. <laughs> yeah, same with you motherfuckers. <laughs> go right here on the, on the Tingler thing. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is all edited. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. Do Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah no. So, yeah. um, you can stop recording too, Ricky, if you want. Yeah, that's what I say is not going to be. No, so Jesse, anything, anything you want, edit it out. Just tell us, okay? Yeah. Uh, we were good on everything, man. You guys were good. Yeah. It was oh, thank man. you so much. Oh yeah. But, yeah. It's been it's been so fun having you on. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. It's been fun. My wife, yeah. she's at work right now. She's a longshoreman. So oh she, really? Yeah, she's in Long Beach right now. Oh shit! Damn. It was a, still, it's almost ten. I was like, yeah, yeah. Just got on her break. Yeah, a couple. I got a couple. Homies that. Seventeen years now. She's been. A are, you still on, are you still in San Gabriel? No, we're in uh, Riverside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Not Memory was like I'm down the street from Bill Pier Farm, Arlington, and uh, <laughs> Alessandro's. Yeah, yeah. I know where that's at, dude. So I I can't even tell you. Like, I hit up my father-in-law. Uh. I was like, I was like, you know what? It's not for sure. It's not confirmed until it happens. But we got Jesse Chavez. Yeah. And the dude, the dude is a big Rangers fan. Okay. And he got so excited. But I yeah. was like, I was like, dude, you know what? It's not confirmed until it happens. <laughs> and, then, uh-huh. and but he would. Oh my God! Like I, I I'll want you. I, I want I want you to meet him. I'll keep it real with you too, Jesse. Like I got two homeboys I went to high school with, you know, and uh, obviously I went to school here in LA. But both these dudes are Braves fans the whole time. I've known them, so you know now we're in our thirties, and these fools have been Braves fans down, dude, like down ass Braves fans the whole time. Uh, I got the homie. He always says like "f the Dodgers," and he goes full Braves gear every time the Dodger Stadium. So they're my boys, you know. Uh, when you guys won, you know, I, I texted them both. Congratulations. But uh, yeah, like right now, I just texted the homeboy like us right here. And I was like, hey, I'm right here with the World Series champ, Jesse Chavez, homie. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. So just so you know, you're very loving Texas. Awesome. My, my father-in-law 
that guy that guy loves you i mean i don't i mean obviously three times you don't go back three times to somewhere if you don't like it yeah you know oh oh, oh my god texas yeah like i mean ralphie can you confirm yeah. we love oh, yeah. texas it's pretty dope it's pretty dope yeah it's fucking i love it to death my kids love it wife loves it i mean we have a house there as well there you go hey, Hey, Ricky, can you, can you stop recording or, or do you do you still want to like... Oh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah, because we're just shooting the shit at this because not Andrew's going to have a hard time. Uh, All right, you know, so can I can I like do the outro uh, recording? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought he wanted to do... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Never mind, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's just so we can edit it, Jesse. Yeah. Cause, cause, gotcha. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like do like a, a recording, like outro. Yeah. So that we can end the episode and then we can talk yeah. baseball afterwards, right? Exactly. Well, all right, you guys, we have been joined by World Series champion 2021 Atlanta Braves, Jesse Chavez, his at on Instagram, at Vamino's Way. Thank you so much, Jesse, for following us on Instagram. You have been great. Once again, World Series champion, Jesse Chavez, and we've been joined by Nate, Ralphie, myself, Rick, Andrew, hit a log off a little bit early, but thank you so much, you guys. That is the end of our episode. We're glad to have you guys back. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Hold on. <laughs>